0: Everyone and welcome to another episode of. You haven't seen that? The podcast where my co-host watches films that he missed in his childhood. My name is Chris, and I'm joined by said co-host Eric. G'day, everyone. And uh, we've got one I'm not looking forward to this week. I'm so excited because you're not excited. I am so like I was messaging my <laughs> wife today, just being like, I don't. I'm, I just want to come home after <laughs> work because <laughs> I've <laughs> a long day. The last thing I want to do is watch Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> the future The polar ice caps have melted And the earth lies beneath a watery grave Those who survived Have adapted to a new world
1: What did you see out there in the 15 lunars? Such as? An end? An end to all this water?
0: you asking the wrong person and the human dream is the search for a mystical place called dry land it doesn't exist how can you be sure because i sell farther than most of dreams dry land is not just our destination but it is our destiny universal pictures presents a world Unlike any you have ever seen. Kevin Costner, Dennis Hopper, Gene Triplehorn. Waterworld. All right, on, on that note, if we're talking about Waterworld... Oh, I'm for settling the, for in. which post-work beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he just looks upset. I do. This is one. Why, Chris? May- mainly, mainly because I would be fine with this film if I if it was like a clean ninety minutes. <laughs> <laughs> How long is it? I do, doing the research and prepping for this episode. It's two and a quarter hours. Oh, not two and a half? Not quite. Oh, uh, there is a alternate fan made cut that has been recently released on Blu ray, which I think fan made. I, yeah, I think I mentioned it on the last time. I episode. thought it was a director's cut. So did I, but it turns out, no, it's fan-made where someone took all of the deleted scenes and had the script and knew where to put them all back in. Yeah. That goes for nearly three hours. Wow. <laughs> um, it fleshes out the universe. <laughs> oh, good. Does it make it better? We'll talk about that later, I yeah. guess. Uh, but, yeah. So, I guess, well, what what are you expecting? What, what um,
1: do you know, actually, well, of Waterworld? Well, so a little bit i have i'm pretty sure years ago i caught the end on tv so i can picture the set design and that sort of stuff yep. so basically mad max on water with a bigger budget. Funny you should say, that is exactly what the script
0: writer went for. Yeah, and yeah, that, that's... Then, what, and it's quoted as saying, like, hey, that's he did, what he was he going yeah. for.
1: Like, the, the bits I saw, the the scrappy, leathery designs, the shambled together boats and bits and pieces, the post-apocalyptic... The scavenger kind of mentality, yeah. Sca- Exactly, yeah, like, you know, all about... I don't know what the most precious resource is. I know, I'm pretty certain they're, they're searching for, like, kind of a promised land kind of thing, aren't they? Like, it's a, a flooded earth, basically, The ice caps melted or something and everyone lives on boats or similar but there's like a mythical land which I'm assuming is just like the peak of Everest
0: it's amazing <laughs> like, how much you just <laughs> <that? So> this <laughs> is that it's my... almost like you were 26 screenwriters encapsulated into one oh. 26 something like that oh wow yeah um, <laughs> no sorry 26
1: drafts and over um, I think 8 or 9 screenwriters gosh uh-huh. so yeah, yeah that's I'm because when was um, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome released? That's 87? Because this was, this was like 95 or something?
0: Yeah, 95. And I'm, um, yeah, I know Mad Max 2. Mad Max 1 is 79, Mad Max 2 is 82.
1: Yeah, okay. And it's
0: like, I'm going to place Thunderdome around like 87.
1: So I'm assuming like, obviously Thunderdome was much more Hollywood. Um, based. Yeah. The first two were very Aussie. Then Thunderdome and that really, by then, Martin, that Number two was such a cult thing. Number three was trying to bring it to the mainstream. And I'm assuming that inspired this. And then this obviously took him ages to kind of get going or... Uh, oh, who knows?
0: Yeah, yeah. weirdly, not that much. Like, because... Because <laughs> if you think about it, uh, Kevin Costner is at this point a two-time Academy Award winner. Did he win twice? Oh, Best Picture and Best Director. Oh, okay. Not for acting, which I'll say. Yeah, for, I, was getting, I can't for wait for sorry. this part. Um, so he, this is like a man at the height of his powers being yeah. able to do what he wants. What he wants. Yeah. And, um, he even dictated which director be hired for this film. Even. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's Kevin Reynolds, who he'd worked with on the, uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves film. Yep. Uh, his friend, he brought him on to direct. The studio originally wanted Zemeckis. Eh, okay. Which is like, okay. What if, what if you think, what George Miller, do you think he would have done a better job? Oh, infinitely. <laughs> But in 1995, George Miller was off writing and producing babe. the Academy Award nominee for Best Picture, one of the greatest movies ever, Babe. Yeah, what a legend. Yeah. <laughs> George Miller's amazing. He's like, George, do this post-apocalyptic thing. He's like, no, no, mate, I've done that. I'm making a talking pig. I might come back to that in like 20 years time and absolutely nail it again. <laughs> but for now, talking
1: pigs is where I'm at. <laughs> I need a challenge. <laughs> um, yeah so I yeah missed this one growing up um, I, I'm just intrigued that's why this one's in the list you know it was yeah. so big like it was oh, it, the biggest it's a, budget of its time wasn't it, it is a huge 90s film
0: it, it is not just like for multiple reasons yeah it's, it's like a benchmark like you just said it was the most expensive film at the t- of the time ever made at that point yep. it's because of what it, it ended up happening with it it became the butt of endless pop culture jokes yep. cut to Simpsons reference Simpsons, here yep.
1: 38, 39, 40 quarters. This better be good. Game over. Please deposit 40 quarters. What a rip!
0: Like, it's it's just... It, it, be, it was a touchstone of the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... The iconography of it, and it still exists today in the form of a universal stunt show spectacular. I know, I've seen it.
1: It's great, right? Like Warner Brothers movie world on the Gold
0: Coast. Oh wow, okay. I, I saw that I'm... free tickets, please. Yeah. <laughs> please, I like we will spruce this. It's, like the best thing to come from Warner World is the stunt spectacular. Yeah, and also Warner Brothers Backdraft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? That's not Backdraft isn't even a Warner Brothers
1: film, it's Universal <laughs>
0: I never heard of it. What stuff is this,
1: actually? Oh, well done. So, yeah, yeah, anyway. It's yeah. a pretty good stunt show. Mm. That was so weird, though. I was like, what? All
0: right, let's see people on jet skis. Cool.
1: Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how you could get this... How could you get this wrong? Yeah. Well, I guess we'll... Yeah, we'll see, yeah. But th- this is one... Yeah, did you did you watch it many times? It yeah, good? this is one
0: I had cap- uh, taped off cable TV, actually. So... Okay. It had it in fairly... Like, you know, it was just a VHS that we had, yep. and it was like, oh, yeah, let's just put that on. So I've seen it probably five to ten times in my life, I would say. Yeah, and did you used to enjoy it when you were younger? Yeah, because what, 95, what, we would have been, what, 10, uh, nine, yeah, 10 years 19 old? 10 years old, yeah. So, like, perfect. Yeah, and, and so it was good at the time. You yeah. At, like, as that age? And I think the last time I saw it would have been, like, late high school, early university, and it was just like... Oh good lord! <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. And and it's it's one I found myself now in later years hating on, and people our age vehemently defended as like in the same vein as Hook and Fifth Element, ah, like yeah. the films where I'm like,
1: it's really bad. <laughs> are, are you you trying to go into this viewing with like, okay, ten years later I got oh, fresh eyes again? Yeah, I have not seen this film in at least ten years, so I'm like, all right, I could be wrong. Yeah, like, this there could, could be, be great. Some elements, yeah, for it. And all the beer could help. Yeah, yeah. Might as well give that a shot. Yeah.
0: Before before we put this film on, yeah. uh, I, I started the thing a couple episodes ago with the action, whenever we're doing the action. <laughs> what, yeah. What's Kevin's name in this oh, film? I, I bet you it's Kevin. <laughs> is, that like your earnest, is that how much of a vanity project this is? Uh, that Kevin Costner is playing Kevin? <laughs> it's
1: it's going to be close, I reckon.
0: Yeah. they're Like, okay, so think about the settings, like, you know, post-apocalyptic,
1: like... Oh, don't tell me it's Adam. Oh, okay. <laughs> or, or Max. I'm feeling something uninspired. Yeah. Like, I feel like it, it, it's not going to be like Harold Blazer or something like that. Could it be something aquatic-based, possibly? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah probably I, nothing's leaping to mind at the moment um, all right so um make a little note and we'll have a giggle about that after the film all right <laughs> we'll do well let's let's jump into it now let's go for it.
0: oh boy that was waterworld <laughs> yeah that was that that bit too long yes Yes, it was. It felt every <laughs> bit of its two-hour, fifteen-minute runtime. I look. I think it got off to an okay start. Yeah, the, it does have some ticks in the positive column. Yes, I'll, I'll it's get got there, some, but some yeah. positives, but, but uh, <laughs> yeah, as a whole, <laughs> wow, it is not the sum of its parts. No, by
1: no means. Um, no, it. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I said, the start. It got off okay. To an okay start And I was thinking Well maybe, maybe this will be fine Like you know It'll be alright But he's such a jerk Yeah Yeah I, I think we
0: Yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get to the mariner oh. As a character So He wasn't Adam or
1: Kevin He, he was oh. the mariner Man, Disappointing <laughs> It was so funny They couldn't even call him The mariner at times Because it would have sounded Too stupid Yeah they just called him Him <laughs> or they just called out to like Enola Yeah or, Instead just of he was
0: just naturally included in that conversation but at least like with Dennis Hopper being called the deacon that was at least something I guess yeah um but I I want to start off with the positive stuff yes Um, so well I guess firstly
1: I got the plot right yes you nailed (laughs) that so anybody um that's that was the plot they were looking for dry land yeah were you expecting, yep. like,
0: Marauders, like, that were out for it as well, like, that yeah, kind of Yeah, I assumed they were going to be outrunning somebody
1: else. Mm. Yeah, um, But yes, so it was basically exactly what I expected in terms of broad, broad plot. Mm. But in execution, how, how do you think that... It was so much more like Mad Max than I could have possibly imagined. Yeah. What a ripoff.
0: Yeah, it is it is flat out a mad it is just almost a remake to the it's like, like almost shot for shot stuff. Yeah, I, I I think I said in the intro that there was the writers actually openly said like no we used Mad Max two as a template mm. for this. Um and it's it's you even point out like down to old Gregor in the blimp. It's it's the gyro. Comp- He's the gyro captain. Yeah, it's- Or gyrocopter pilot. Yeah, you're just Bruce Spence. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Spence, exactly. Yeah, um, and like, but he didn't drop a single snake on it. Oh, snake attack! <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and then the the floating uh, trading camp fortress, the atoll. Come, the atoll that's right. Um, <laughs> which we will get to as well because that was pretty awesome. Um, that reminded me of the the trading village in Beyond Thunderdome.
0: Oh, okay. See, to me, it
1: reminds me of the... the compound... Uh, oh. Yeah, And the compound with the oil pump. Yeah, <laughs> Number yeah. Number two. The, it, yeah. Had, it had both elements of it. It had the you can show up and trade. Yes. And it was built exactly the same way as the compound. Yes. And yes. it was defended the same way instead of except with flamethrowers. They had water jets. Yeah, they worked with what they had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which was water. 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 <laughs> Um, but okay,
0: on that first, the, the movie opens. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just remember. Describe the, you know, the first shot, please. <laughs> yeah. like I meant like the fact. No, the movie opens with, with him, him drinking in, his own urine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where you're just like, all right, this is the high,
1: this is the high water mark we're going yeah. for. Yeah, well, you know, if you paint a one bucket and then pump it a couple of times, it you get fresh hydro. Hydro, not water. You've got to differentiate the waters because they're in a world where land doesn't exist. So you've got to differentiate the water beneath your boat I, I, with I understand your drinking that. water. If, if the listeners could see my frustrated face.
0: <laughs> oh, I understand that. But I, I get like if you call like drinking water hydro. I, I get yeah. it. But... Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like call, Red Bull. <laughs> they call they call the world that they live in literally water world in yep. the film. Yep, and then when they get. To dry land, spoiler alert, <laughs> old Greg is like, it's fresh water. Like, he knows what, he has the word, fresh water.
1: Yeah, like, so which makes me think hydro must be like uh, just salt water, but with so much energy drinking it, <laughs> you can't taste the salt. It's like idiocracy. The Brando's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. I did like the, um, the setup of the atoll. And like that mm. like he shows up and they're um, burying the the woman who's died and and reusing her yeah. essentially and creating fertilizer to grow their, their plants. Yes. And like, well done, that's well that's actually like very quickly puts together a believable survivable society. You're like great. The, the film starts so positive because you're like this they set it up pretty well.
0: Yeah, you get that first experience with the the other drifter and yep. it's like the, the idea of like you have to trade and blah 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 and But also there
1: is a bit of every man for yourself, you can't quite trust everyone. Yeah,
0: it kind of helps establish the world a little bit and then he gets to the atoll and like you said, it's 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 built an interesting world there mm. and it's starting to grow and establish. Um, and then it... <laughs> Like, the first action
1: scene happens,
0: and it's amazing.
1: Oh, that is awesome. Like, that was the budget.
0: It literally... Like, I could have... If that's all the film was,
1: I'd be like, that's great. Like, that that was... And look, it's going to get compared to Mad Max. Sorry. Yeah, because um, it, 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 it is, is Mad Max. But on water. Um, when they, they show up with their um, armada of jet skis and boats and stuff the, the and smokers the smokers yeah and it, it looks exactly like when any crew shows up in any Mad Max film <laughs>
0: it, it, it is instead of the Lord Humongous it is yep. Deacon
1: exactly yep. and um, and then they set up their sort of siege and they've got these like almost really well constructed sort of put together water vehicle watercraft yeah and then those like portable jumps so that they can jump the (laughs) the water skiers and the um the jet skis over the walls
0: and it's shot
1: really well and it's impressive stunts the stunts are good
0: and the production design of the atoll in the world is great
1: yep so it starts off flying and his trimaran is very very cool like and and we'll get to kevin's Ability to change tone of his voice later. Yes, um, yeah, well, I but he's say. quite agile around the set. He looks like, spoiler alert, a merman. Yep, he moves with like agility and stuff. So he actually looks like a guy who belongs on a boat and and someone who's very familiar with his boat and how to yeah. kind of manoeuvre around it. So that part, yeah, I believed quite a lot. Like Kevin was running around like this agile merman thing. And- and immediately the Mariner is placed in that like reluctant hero
0: situation where like it's it starts great with Janine like grabbing him out of the mud muck.
1: If I let you out of here, you're taking us with you.
0: Sure. Yep. And, and just that simple... Yeah, okay, yep, cool. I don't we've, have another choice. <laughs> we've got reluctant protagonist who's got his... like Cool, we're, 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 we're ready to go. We've got action movie set up.
1: Cue an hour on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> with the world's most irredeemable... Oh, he destroys... whole protagonist. It's... it's like, and this is where they get it wrong. Yeah. Um,
0: it, 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 my, my thought on the film in general is... I guarantee Kevin Costner saw Mad Max and was like, I want to do that. But, but missed it completely. Yeah. Like, the actual idea. He's like, Max is like really stoic and he's just looking out for himself. And you're like... <sighs> like, you summed it up really well, actually, when we were watching yeah. it. That, what did I say? Uh <laughs> <laughs> I remember oh. he just doesn't want to get involved.
1: He's not looking out for himself, and yeah, like Ma- Max is a reluctant hero who actually has backstory. um his backstory is his wife and child were murdered by criminals <gasps> um whereas Kevin costner's is he feels racially <laughs> intolerant like he doesn't feel like he belongs in the human world or something. Yeah. That's about all you can get out of him. yeah, um, and he doesn't trust humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but his motiv- Max, his yeah. motivation is so selfish, and he's not just selfish; he's just a jerk. Like, yeah, he basically he he sells what's a self for what's a face for some paper. Yeah, Helen, I think Helen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for some paper.
0: Paper. Oh, those, have you ever seen paper? Look at it. Smell
1: it. I'm saving for a special trade. Don't you do it. Wait, wait, wait. You well, maybe I'm talking to the wrong person here. I mean, I mean whose boat is this anyway? I mean, is it your boat or is it your no. boat? No, it's his boat. But he doesn't own us.
0: Half an hour. I do his mind Half a dozen girls with us, you know? Half an hour. You trading or not? Don't! Shut up.
1: Yeah, it's real creepy. Yeah, it's weird. And then he changes his mind, so... You know, because he realizes it's bad, but it's... but, but before then, he's already thrown. Um, I'm going to keep calling a note for some reason because I watched <laughs> Aliens recently. <laughs> okay. um, he throws Enola, um overboard yeah. just because he's sick of her talking
0: and hits her a bunch he and hits Helen shakes a bunch. Helen.
1: He's and just pushes oh. her over and is abusive, and he's just like mean. it's one thing to snap a couple of times verbally and just be like, "Don't you, you know, you talk too much," which he says, you know few of those sort of moments be like, I, I, I like being alone. I'm, you know, I'm reluctant. I don't want you here, mm. but he's be, he goes way beyond that. Yeah. And to the point where as an audience, you just, he can't be redeemed yeah and he, you cannot believe that she can <coughs> fall in, Helen can fall in love with and, him or and
0: something. Uh, like, I guess he can somewhat Enola, like being like, Oh, coming around and being like, he's my friend because she's just a small child. Yes, and yeah. Doesn't have it like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like the. Helen's literally been like beaten by this guy and sold for paper.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And not even good
1: paper either. Like old ratty paper. And
0: then the worst thing is he goes underground into his like cabinet and he has a buttload of paper already. He's already already got
1: a lot of paper. He didn't need it. (laughs) Just greedy. Yeah. (laughs) He's. Yeah. So that's where he. Mad Max seems to somehow make it work. Mm. I don't know how. Well, I, I mean, I know how Waterwell missed it, but Mad Max. That's why it seems to work for me. Max is a reluctant hero. He he sees someone in a
0: down position and understands and offers to help. Two days ago, I saw a vehicle that had hauled that tanker. You want to get out of here?
1: You talk to me. Gets drawn into it because he has to be under circumstance, Mm. and then. Follows through Yes
0: Whereas Like I, I would say Fury Road He finds himself In the position Whereas I think Mad Max 2 And Thunderdome He more Has a situation th- Like He can't He stumbles upon it And then he can't Turn his back on it He just decides He needs to Help these poor people Like with the, with the gasoline Helping them escape And then also yeah. With the kids the, the, the subplot of Thunderdome That everyone's forgotten about Oh yeah Because don't
1: me, Let's not talk about that. Yeah <laughs> Um, whereas this, yeah, he's just a bad... He's just a horrible man. Mm. Merman.
0: And he's, like... I was trying to think, like, where... What you could do to redeem him. Mm. And I, th- I think the moment of redemption is... When he throws Nola overboard and you find out she can't swim. Mm. It's like... And then he, like, stops the boat and stuff. It's like, okay, from that point on, he needs to stop being a jerk. Yeah.
1: But... It, there's so much more post that that just it gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah, because there's that scene, that ultimate redemption scene, where he's chatting to Anola about how she can't swim. Yeah, that should have come immediately after that, the
0: throwing overboard. But instead, we get forty-five more minutes of. Attempted
1: rape and beating <laughs> and
0: nothing... Like, literally nothing happens in that chunk of the movie.
1: No, it's it's meant to be character development, but it's not tight at all. Yeah. And they waste, like, 15 minutes and, and make you hate him to a point where you, you just basically... Will never uh, it's, truly it's
0: longer connect. than 15 minutes, yeah. I reckon. It's, it's a long stretch of the
1: movie. Yeah, and it, it just ruins your ability to ever connect with him properly. And then all you can enjoy the film for really is the action scenes, which yeah. are generally pretty good.
0: Yes, it makes me wonder if it's, if it is just Kevin Costner being like, no, this is like me with the wolf. Yeah. Like, I I just need to, like, we're going to draw it out and it's slow character development. But the problem was John Dunbar was just a blank, like, kind of faceless kind of guy. And you understood that he was okay because he created a relationship with a wild animal. And that's like, you kind of hook with him. Yes. Whereas the Mariner. (laughs) Yeah. Just... Oh. No, there's no. nothing there, and then he, and it's his perma-scowl as oh, well. Yeah, that... exactly
1: right. I guess, <laughs> yes, we'll talk about Kevin. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> I set myself up, listeners. Um, well done. By m- pure mistake. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, yeah. He, he can't act. He cannot at all, and <laughs> no, I. You're um, spot on because I, I haven't seen Kevin in a lot of things. Yeah. I, I've seen Dance with Wolves a long time ago, and I enjoyed it at the time. Mm hmm. Um, long film but I, I enjoyed it I, I'm on the record as being not a yeah, fan yeah you're not a fan um, and then I, I've seen him in like one I haven't seen JFK yep I started watching him but fell asleep mm-hmm. not because it wasn't like the film it's just so long and oh, yeah, I was tired yeah <laughs> um, you got to be in a mood for JFK yeah uh, and I must have seen him in a couple of other things so my experience with Costner's with is pretty limited yep. obviously compared to yours and before this you were saying that he can't act and I was intrigued Um, This was not a good example of of his acting. No. He's got a
0: scratch against
1: his name for this one for me.
0: There's a few instances of him being an interesting actor. Um, I I think uh, JFK is one of my favorite films of all time. I love that Uh, movie. Um, He's good in that because he is playing Jim Garrison, a district attorney who is uncovering a mystery and is baffled by the mystery so his blank confused look (laughs) he's just just and his monotone of like well why are we doing this (laughs) it works because he's confused and baffled as to this giant conspiracy Yeah. Similarly, Field of Dreams, mm. hearing voices and being convinced to build a baseball field and not understanding why, yeah, works. Yeah, so he, <laughs> he works if he plays Confused. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the only other exact one that comes to mind is Silverado, the uh, old Lawrence Hasden film, yeah, in the early eighties. It's a western, starring. Uh, it's got an awesome cast of like Kevin Klein and Jeff Goldblum and Scott Glenn and Kevin's in there. Yeah. As like third or fourth build. And he's the wild, rambunctious, young, Billy the Kid type character. Yeah, okay. And it's one of his first roles, really. Yep. Yeah. And he's going for it and actually acting. Yeah, it's just... And after everything I, I like kind of post that is, I'm just Kevin Costner.
1: Yep. Yeah. I'm not actually a character. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, because I know that in Prince of Thieves, he notoriously doesn't even try to have a British accent. no. Um, and then I don't know what else has he been in recent like in that sort of 90s period where he was
0: Uh, The Untouchables
1: where oh yeah of
0: course again he is just a blank he is so bland in The Untouchables yeah I think I started watching The Untouchables and that was another one I just maybe it's Kevin Costner
1: this is the problem yeah uh,
0: Untouchables works because of Sean Connery Sean Connery is fantastic in that film yeah um, as is like Andy Garcia and I mean De Niro is Al Capone like you've yeah. got all these larger than life characters surrounding Costner that you're like oh well, he's just playing the straight man and yeah. you're like no it's because he has one look on his face and he talks in monotone
1: yeah he, he do you think this film would have been better if he was surrounded by more than just Dennis Hopper would that have helped it wouldn't have made no, it a great it... film I
0: don't think because I like Janine Triplehorn as an actress. I, it, she's done some great work. Like, The Firm, she's great. Like, yeah. you
1: know, she's... She's not there she's, much to work with.
0: No, no. And, like, you even point out, like, Tina Majorino as Anola is, like, the best... She was, like, the best on screen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just think... Like, okay, imagine this film with, like, let's just say yep. Mel Gibson. Like, early 90s Mel Gibson. Um, he would have nailed it. Yeah, like, and you would have been like, okay, I get your transition now from, and,
1: and he would have overacted getting shot.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> and it's just you need someone
1: with just even charisma. Yeah, one charisma. One yeah, just one. I mean, little Mel shit. Gibson at that time had all the charisma. Yeah, like you know, which... weird kind of. I'm trying to think like other like
0: early '90s like Kurt Russell in yeah, this Kurt role, Rus- yep, yep. like. Something like that, or even like even I'll uh, even go someone super bland like Bruce Willis. Even yeah, I could see him having some bit of more of emotion. He's just, yeah,
1: he's just got that little bit more. Exactly. Yeah. Just, Kevin... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm dumping on you. <laughs> I mean, Ke- Kevin's most powerful scene was at the end when he was baffled on the island because he felt so uncomfortable. Oh, my God, I'm so happy you brought that up. Um, That's
0: amazing. I need, I'm going to be posting photos of that over on the, the Criterion <laughs> Facebook and things because that is quite possibly now my favourite reaction shot of oh. a film ever. So, they're,
1: they're on... <laughs> Hawaii, uh, they're on dry land. They're at Jurassic Park. They're at Jurassic Park, basically, <laughs> and um and they've made the discovery that this is where Manola's um, from and all that. Um, and it cuts to him, and there's like almost like this like almost like eerie horror movie style music playing. Yeah, and he's looking around as though there's voices in the trees talking to him. <laughs> oh my god, I just need to. I'm going to edit that to have if
0: you build it, he will come. Yes. Like from field of dreams yes. in the background,
1: and he's just looking around. He's got this look of bewilderment and like yeah, oh he. And the funny thing is, you, you know, ex- because he's actually doing something, you yeah. know exactly what he's feeling. You're like, he doesn't feel like he belongs on land. Yeah, I got that out of him not talking. Exactly. Yeah. So he can do it. I mean,
0: granted, yeah. he, he put that one on a lot. Um, I, but, yeah. I, I feel I want to rate it back in on Kevin. Just, a little. I feel I was real because <laughs> he does have one of my like favorite single line deliveries of a film ever. Yep. Um, the this at the finale of Field of Dreams, just. Fit. Hey, Dad. You want to have a catch?
1: It just gets me. Oh, I thought you were gonna talk this one. No, you've got two hours.
0: I only need one.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's the quality of of script we have here. So yeah, <laughs> we can I, soundbite that. Yeah, way. it was it was <laughs> six different writers on um. It was was it on a uh, thirty-six different drafts. Um. And apparently they they brought in a script doctor to come in last minute and f- had him out there for six weeks on the set, oh my and gosh. he described it as a s- oh sorry seven weeks seven weeks uh, Joss Whedon oh. was the writer. Gosh,
1: when when you have a problem, turn to Joss.
0: Yeah. It, mm, yeah, and he described it as seven weeks of utter hell. So oh my gosh. Yeah. The um the actual production of this film is super interesting.
1: Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to that chat. Mm. Um, but yeah. it's... Sorry. In
0: terms of, like, obviously, this we mentioned it in the intro that this mm. film is very synonymous of, like, like you know, the nineties flop and the butt of jokes. Yes. How, do you feel that lives up to
1: the case? Like, um, it, it has an earned
0: reputation or not?
1: Yeah. Uh, look, I think in a way it does, and almost because it, it does, it's it is clearly pretty big and spectacular in a lot of ways. It's ambitious, mm. but it, it's. And it's it, it it really should have worked if it was written okay because yeah. a lot of the elements of it worked well like the action scenes and stuff and the general plot's fine yeah like for an action movie it, but I, I think like you said like the Kevin Costa and the awkward relationship on the boat that really and the, it's the, the so middle hard. the second act is it destroys it yeah it just goes. the first act is is pretty solid the final act is fine and the middle act is terrible yes and that is what's Sinks it. Yeah. Sorry and, again. And it
0: never redeemed. Like you,
1: you never because it's lost you. Yeah. When you, the finale comes, you you, you just turned don't, on the film. You turned on it. Yeah. I think that's it. Um. Yeah. So, I think if it wasn't such an ambitious film, like if it if it was smaller in scale and budget, and yeah. well, it didn't go out there to be the most expensive film ever, pretty much. Yeah. Um. You'd kind of forgive it, but it's just. It, it, I think it just kind of builds on it. Mm-hmm. It's not. a, Yeah. You, you can't. You can enjoy elements of that film without a doubt, but I wouldn't be in a rush to watch it again. Like you were saying, you just put on the siege scene again, watch that, and go, "Cool, i was done. That was freaking awesome. That,
0: that is a really great action set thing. Yeah,
1: and um, and even the, the when they get ambushed um, near that um, floating trade post. Oh yeah, with, with the, the dead, dead under- body puppets. Yeah, the dead body puppets and the underwater jet skis and the net that's designed to catch his boat and stuff. Hmm. Uh, like all that's like that's that's like Mad Max. Yeah, that's well constructed. Um, costume design and set design to match what they've got to work with more or less
0: it, it's that we I wrote down while watching it like is the world too high concept like the the idea of the setting and the explanation and having to have a set up and an explanation for everything whereas Mad Max it just
1: is yeah Mad Max like the world ended it. it just is yeah um, it, it, it's it's that I don't think it's too bad like because this I mean you can pick holes in Mad Max. Oh, yeah,
0: without a doubt. You can pick
1: holes in this. Like, you go, oh, cool, so they're on an oil tanker. Pretty sure that's not ready to put into jet ski engines. No, but they do have a throwaway line about refining it. Oh, they do, do they? they okay, do. so, yeah. like, you can you can pick holes in all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and um, I, I had a giant you know, note why about, like,
0: why, why does Enola have a tattoo instead of just it being a birthmark? Like, how did she... Like, if she had, it's a tattoo, clearly someone else knows what... But then, you know, yeah, I'm brought that up because yeah, it ends up paying off and being and explained even, at the end yeah. but it's it's just is it too high co- like the idea of like the world is fine like I'm yeah. not meaning the world I'm meaning the actual plot of the film of mm. there's a little girl who has a tattoo who's come from dry land and she has vision like all of that um, the nuts and bolts of the actual narrative I didn't mind it as opposed to this just being like a flat Mad Max 2 of like we'd have to get the people from this atoll to a safe.
1: See, I think it's interesting because Fury Road basically had this plot. Mm. Um, it's like, okay, there is a green place. We're going there. Yeah. Um, yeah. For anyone who hasn't seen it, I'm not saying more because we're not talking about that <laughs> film. If you haven't seen it, I, it's, I doubt it's it. It's one of the greatest yeah. films ever. Made by Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. um, so I actually didn't mind it. There, there was sold this story of perhaps there's hope out there and particularly combined with The Mariner semi-claiming to know where dry land was but he truly didn't he just he did know where it was in his mind and it was dead yeah um, he just he just wanted to yeah yeah so I, I didn't mind it actually um it gave hope and reason to actually go and do something mm. rather than i'm saving these two people because the sake of it because i don't know where you'd end up yeah um so it gave hope to this well, world no, that no, no. The, i'm
0: not even saying just the two people i'm meaning like like a whole group of them. Or oh yeah, the like, motivation
1: for it, Yeah, yeah.
0: But um, the other things that like on that similar note, like it, it being PG thirteen instead of like saying R, like going and pushing it a yeah. little bit harder because there's elements of like some really gnarly violence in this, mm. and, like some kind of cool deaths and stunts and things. Yeah. And it's like if they had, had if they had pushed that that little bit further into that kind of more adult territory, like Mad
1: Max. Yeah.
0: If that would have worked more...
1: Well, I mean, Mad Max 3 sucks compared to Mad Max 2. Oh, yeah, agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's and it's PG. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, number 2 is not. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> um, and um, isn't Fury, Fury Road's... Oh, that's R. That's R, R, R isn't oh, it? Yeah. yeah Maybe muck around. R-US yeah, Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think if they'd had a bit of freedom to <laughs> drop a few more F-bombs at least. like
0: <laughs> Which which goes in
1: turn with, I think... If you fo- do what Dennis Hopper does and commit to the schluck. Exactly. Dennis knew, like you said, Dennis knew what he was there for. Yeah. He may have been drunk or high for part of it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He nailed it.
0: If you'll notice the arterial nature of the blood coming from the hole in my head, you can assume that we're all having a real lousy day. I, um, I honestly think Dennis, they hired Dennis Hopper because, and they were like, just do Frank Booth. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken. Heineken? F*** that sh- Pap's Blue Ribbon! Yeah. <laughs> from Blue Velvet. Just yep. do Frank from Blue Velvet. Tone it down. And so De- and Dennis interprets that as like, Oh, you want me to schlock it up? Yeah. Let's do this. And no one else seems to be doing no that. No one else. And- With
1: the exception of Michael Jeter, the, as old Gregor. Old Gregor, yeah. <laughs> um, th- yeah, that's a good point. So Hopper, Hopper does stand out because he's... Sh- schlock it he's, he's not too far gone no but he he understands what type of film it is yeah and the guys around him schlock it to a small extent yeah too. well they're just going off of him yeah so that works but then you but then juxtapise. Kevin Costner thinks he's making Citizen Kane well, he is <laughs>
0: <laughs> so much so that he sunk 22 of his own... 22 million of his
1: own money into this. <laughs> sunk it. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. So many water puns. I,
1: and we're not even meaning to. <laughs> I
0: know, um, it's just so easy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um. Yes, so... Oh, I don't know.
0: It's just... It's it's baffling.
1: Yeah, it's a funny one. Yeah. Um.
0: I, I honestly I def- think there's... You could... It could, it could have If you Grace edited this, like if you yes. took some scissors to it and just, yeah. like, created a, a fan cut... Yeah. You, you could do something... In, and I'm not the type of fan cut where you inject it more stuff and make it longer. No, <laughs> you... you uh,
1: yeah, I wonder if you could cut down that boat
0: scene. Yeah, I guarantee you could make... There's an enjoyable film in here. Yeah. If... And again, it's that thing of Kevin Costner was in the edit booth. Like,
1: yeah. ye- I mean, half the reason for trading her for paper was to get paper so that Enola could draw on the paper. But he already had paper. But he already had paper. So <laughs> you could have just like... And, and it was also meant to be that, oh, trading a woman <laughs> for paper is bad.
0: <laughs> well, that, that shouldn't be his moment of... His- it's <laughs> the exactly. moment of redemption shouldn't come from regretting like selling and someone had, for rape. Like exactly, it's yes,
1: no <laughs> He had two moments of redemption. <laughs> yeah. Throwing Newt, huh, Enola in the water. <laughs> yeah. And um and then selling his woman for, for for paper. Yeah. Um so you could you could I reckon you could cut the paper part out, have the water moment, because that was his bonding moment with Enola mm. who is is the one he has to go and rescue at the end anyway and she's the key to it all exactly that's that's where they bond yeah. and then
0: the bonding moment with Helen is it should when he just happen naturally
1: her, or take her down in the diving bell
0: yes but by cutting out him selling her as a sexual object it makes it more believable that she'd be like okay this guy's not that bad
1: yeah especially yeah, a, if she's
0: watching him bond with yes little like, I'm I'm I want to say Newt now as well I know <laughs> I'm
1: really sorry she kind of looks like Newt yeah um yeah, it's just sloppy. It's just yeah, it's just too much there. And if you tightened that, maybe it would have would have worked. And if Kevin could have emote a little more, uh, it would would have worked. Yeah, well enough. I don't think it would have ever been a gun movie the way it was done. No, um, but I think it would have been better with a tighter second act. That was that's where it really fell apart. Mm.
0: So I guess the important question is what if you were a kid and you watched this? Like when when this came
1: out when we were like nine ten years old. Yeah, um, I think I would have. Probably enjoyed it because as a kid you can kind of just sit there. Your, your time is less valuable, in a way, or more valuable. Yeah. I'm not sure, but you know you, that's why I can rewatch movies as a kid yeah. that many times. Um, and so I, I think you can, I could have sat through the the boring, boring, and I wouldn't have cared as much about just being a jerk. That just would have been part of the boring part of the story. Yeah, and, and you, then the, the of, whole water setting and jet skis. And you stuff. latch onto the production
0: design the production and the design. actual world, and you're like.
1: His boat is awesome. His boat is awesome. Yeah. Um, he, the The stunts and stuff are... That, that whole atoll scene is very good. It's really good. And the production design throughout the whole film is... It's pretty solid. It's great. like uh, like but For the time. Yeah. Yeah. It, um,
0: but it's just... It, it, there's just something
1: that's off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And as a kid, you probably wouldn't have... So I think I would have liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I probably would have liked it quite a lot. Um... Not, uh, no, not as much as if I'd seen Die Hard. No, um, no or no, Speed. No. I would have been on board both those more because Speed does not stop <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> until it
1: does, and they're on a yeah. train now.
0: Um, yeah, so which, yeah, okay. Would, well, on that note, which is which is the stronger hopper performance? Do you think Speed or Waterworld? Pop quiz, Hot Shot.
1: Ooh. Both 95, oh, both in '95. Both. It was pretty good in Speed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a very good point. Um, no, Speed. Just, it was just tighter in the end. Yeah, he it, it delivered a pretty similar performance. Just he only had one eye in this one,
0: <laughs> instead of missing a thumb. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> just trading body parts. Yeah, um, that's a very good question. Yeah. but No speed. Speed was very good. Hmm. Um. And yeah, as an adult, just <laughs> yeah, pretty obvious. Uh, liked elements, but really, it's a pretty broken film, and mm. I can see why it may not have done all that well. Yeah.
0: Well, on that note, <laughs> a flawless segue. Um. We'll go into the uh, the figures and things um, I've got a fair bit on this because it's actually it sound, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting films on the list because it's notorious yeah so the film had a production budget of 175 million dollars so that was the highest ever at the time is that correct yeah up until uh, Titanic in 1997 yeah and it went on to gross 264 million at the worldwide box office so adjusted for inflation that's $440 million off of a $291 million budget. Okay, so that's still a success. Just. Just. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, uh, it was the ninth highest grossing film of 1995. So that's not what
1: they wanted. No. No. Uh,
0: but it did beat previous films that we've done on this show, uh, Mortal Kombat at number 26. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> and Showgirls at number 52. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, the film was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Sound. A Bafta for best visual effects? Yep, not warranted. I don't think the the CGI is not great in this film.
1: It was like a balloon and a
0: shark monster. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, two <laughs> two Saturn Awards for best science fiction film and best costumes, and four Razzies <laughs> for worst picture, worst director, worst actor, and it won worst supporting actor for Dennis Hopper, which I think is unfair. <laughs> the Razzies <laughs> often get things wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who, who beat Kevin Costner, do you know? Uh, no,
0: nah, nah. don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the film was widely considered to be a box office bomb, and uh, it, it earned a couple of nicknames upon release in the press. Uh, Kevin's Gate, like, uh, as a yep. reference to Heaven's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not, not, the, not the cult. There's a movie called Heaven's Gate oh. Get Bombed. <laughs> So, no, it's, uh, there's a 1980 Michael Cimino film the guy that made uh, The Deer Hunter made this giant oh, sweeping epic yep. uh, western film that goes for like nearly five hours oh, and oh boy. bankrupted United Artists ah, the studio That what happened to United Artists yeah <laughs> okay and uh, the other nickname which I love is uh, Fishtar after Ishtar <laughs> the one- these men are pawns Ah, that just made me giggle Uh, but yeah it's often perceived to be a giant flop but it actually made money and as of 2013 the film actually has earned 8 million dollars in home video and television sales is that good 8 million is better than no million Um, interestingly, the like there's some positives to come out of Waterworld and the money. Uh, the production added more than thirty-five million dollars into the Hawaiian economy. Well, that's a big win, actually. Yeah, uh, they used all available steel on the islands so much wow. so that they had to start bringing it in from California. Oh. And uh, apparently utilized all local contractors and things, and so it's like the episode of The Simpsons when the movie crew comes oh, in; yes. they jacked up all of their prices because they knew they, <laughs> so they were
1: going to be stuck there for a while.
0: They had to pay them.
1: Yeah, there's no competition.
0: Um, and so apparently, like the big. Rumor around this film is yep. that Kevin Costner, having brought in Kevin Reynolds, his friend, as the director, yep. they had a massive falling out while okay. making the film, uh, to the point where Kevin Reynolds walked off set, okay. and Kevin Costner had to finish the film oh. as director. Oh, uh, And Kevin Reynolds very wonderfully is quoted as saying, Kevin Costner should only star in movies he directs. That way he can work with his favorite actor and his favorite director. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh Boy, yeah, had Kate. a massive falling out. Yep. And apparently, um none of the crew really liked Kevin.
1: Look, he doesn't come across as very likable.
0: Yeah, but then apparently he stayed in an oceanfront villa with a butler, chef, a private swimming pool, and it cost four thousand five hundred dollars per night. <laughs> Uh, hey, crew, this, this was 22 million, When cr- Crew members were forced to live in uninsulated condominiums and were subject to temperature shifts of up to 50 degrees. Oh, boy. The inequality of accommodations contributed to onset hostilities. <laughs> I think also the fact that. Uh, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So sort and of stuff. Like, the. <sighs> Neither of the giant Atoll sets, like the Atoll set and then the Exxon Valdez set... Yep. Uh, <laughs> or the 30 boats, apparently, that were used by the casting crew... Yeah. None of them had
1: bathrooms.
0: What? Yeah. Sure so you can hide one somewhere. Filming had to stop so people could be ferried to, ferried to portable toilets on a barge that was anchored near... Just offshore. What? Like, they didn't think about that. As You've an got option. an actual oil tanker. I know. You built this, these giant sets. Massive set. And you never built, like, a toilet on any... A, a
1: functional toilet for your Surely crew. Surely somebody in the production team could have gone like, normally we have a toilet on set. That's not the worst thing, though, oh. about this production, okay. I thought. Did the, were the were
0: the urine purifiers real? No, oh. no. Um, okay. The studio didn't spend any money researching weather patterns in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh so they were often subject to 45 mile per hour winds and uh three hurricanes hit oh. it's just like dude the, yeah. like, come on clearly that's in pre like i've li- i've been on film set i've been on shoots on your call sheet you have weather
1: reports yeah
0: and this is for like, <laughs> like regardless if it's a short film a tv show like everything's like on
1: your call sheet it yeah. has and when you're planning a film shot on the ocean clearly probably you probably would... take the weather into account yeah like when you're shooting indoors you don't stress so much about hurricanes I, so it is one where I think they just spent
0: all of their money on the design of the film yeah. and it just went
1: like yeah. fell
0: by the wayside everything
1: else so we really need a filmmaker's apocalypse version of this yeah
0: <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> <laughs> it, it yeah it's, it's just a fascinating production yeah Apparently, also, a bunch of the budget went to uh, Kevin Costner demanding that the visual effects crew uh, fix his receding hairline.
1: Yeah, and what made it worse is every time he'd get his hair wet... His no, prime... he's forcibly putting it down. Did you notice? Is that what he was doing? <laughs> yeah, to oh. hide
0: the receding hairline. It so made it look worse. A couple million dollars from the budget actually went to CGIing his hair, apparently.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't notice, so maybe they should have done that with the Justice League. <laughs> Rid of that mustache. Yeah, they had the wrong team on the job. Mm.
0: Um, but yeah, I guess <laughs> uh, it's about that time for some alternate casting. Yep. So who is Kevin's alternate? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? No one can play this role. He was born to play the mariner. Oh boy. Um. So it's it's all Deacon. Oh. Yeah. The- okay. So Hoppers. Wasn't the first choice. No, we had a. Uh, these are people who legit turned down the role. Uh, I, I only have one that was like for a reason. Uh, two, sorry, for a reason. Uh, so we have Gene Hackman. Yeah, okay. <laughs> never. No. Uh, James Kahn. Yeah, okay. Uh, Gary Busey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Gary Busey turn this down? <laughs> he was born to play that role. No! <laughs> That seems odd to me that he turned this down. Oh,
1: and at that time as well. Yeah. Just, just c- like post point um, uh, break. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: What else was he doing? <laughs> <laughs> Recovering point break. Utah. Give me two. Um, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Um, and yeah, he would have been good. The two, they just turned it down because they were like, no. <laughs> uh, Sam Jackson turned it down because he was already committed to Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh. So that's like good choice, Sam. Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, Yeah. if this was his first film post-Pulp Fiction, woof. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a good follow-up at all. (laughs) And the other one was Gary Oldman, who turned down on a coin flip. (laughs) (laughs) And and he did the Scarlet Letter with uh, Demi Moore instead.
1: Ah, oh, yeah. So. Like, thank God for heads.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, like, to openly admit that that's how he chose scrolls <laughs> back then.
1: <laughs> Man, imagine being in a position to be able to just, like, eh, coin flip on the <laughs> Yeah, <a> jerk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, Tails is Waterworld.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make 20 million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess unless you got anything else, that'll wrap
1: us up for Waterworld. Nah, that, that was... That was worth seeing. Um, Yeah. I don't need to see it again for another 10, 20 years. No. And then I would give it another crack. And if I really was enjoying it, turn it off after the action scene. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, yeah. Can't
0: can't stress enough how awesome that That is.
1: Yeah. Like for the time, like, yeah, it's just, it's very, very solid. Like, Hmm. they get stuck straight into it. Yeah. It's it's so strong and then it just nosedives. Yeah. 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 But sorry, no, that's it.
0: All right, well, I guess it's about that time to pick another another
1: film. Yep. So, scoop them up. Mm -hmm. Okay, so next film is going to be... Short Circuit. Yeah! I've, I've been waiting for this all season. You've been so pumped, and I'm, I, I'm
0: really looking forward to it. This is like the inverse of this week's episode. I am legit pumped and could
1: put this on and record right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love Short Circuit. I know you do, so I'm um yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Although, from what you've said, you're, you're really terrified I'm not going to enjoy it.
0: Oh no, I guarantee you're going to be like, that was dumb. <laughs> But, I, I will put my, my childhood glasses yeah, on. And, um, but I, I grew up on this one. Like, this is a huge one for me, so... Okay. Yeah. Uh, very excited. So yeah. I guess i <laughs> tune in in a fortnight's time for that. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, we're... Uh, yeah, we're kind of running low on films in the hat. We jokingly <laughs> realize we say that every week. Yeah, but, we do, but... Um, but yeah, if you have any suggestions, uh, some of your childhood films or films you think Eric might have missed... You can send us an email with your suggestions at haven'tseenpod at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, you can follow me on Twitter at criterionquest, or you can uh, jump over to the Facebook page, uh, which and look up uh, the Criterion Quest, which is the other podcast I do, uh, and that's where I'll kind of post Kevin's reaction GIF and a few little bits and pieces yep, about this. It'll morning. all be up there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, otherwise, we'll uh, see you in a
1: fortnight's time for Short Circuit. We certainly will. Thanks for listening. I'm Eric. I'm Chris. Catch you next time.
0: Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.